raising a teenager is inherently crazy making. Because the reality is, if you look at a kid on a psychological test, they'll actually score as crazy. A healthy teenager's emotional ability and movement actually mirrors a crazy person's. For us as parents to deal with this is really difficult, but today I want to give you six things that will support you to be able to make it through these years and maintain your connection with your kids so that you don't have to just give up and back away and say, oh well, they're a teenager now. Because the reality is these can be some of the best years of your experience of being a parent. The first thing is a metaphor that I learned that has really helped me as a parent. I learned to think of myself as a swimming pool. The reality is that kids want to swim out from the edge of the swimming pool and go off and explore life. But then they get tired or a little scared and they come back to the edge for a break. They come back and hold on to us and get the emotional support that they need. But then when they go back into the pool, they have to kick us. They have to kick away from the edge of the pool to get back into life and back into the center of the pool. That kick literally hurts. And as a parent of a teenager, we experience that over and over again because our kids are alternating between young and needy and starting to be young adults that don't need us. And in order to move back into being an adult, they have to kick away from us. And this is really difficult to tolerate. And particularly, we can hurt our kids if we have our own neediness and our own need for contact with our kids that's coming into play at that moment. If when they're kicking us away, we're guilt tripping them for going away, then they can get really messed up in their head. If we can check our own neediness and get our emotional needs met from somewhere else so that we're not pulling on our kids, then our kids will feel safe to kick off from us, go off into the pool, and come back to us when they need us. The second really important thing for you to do as a parent of a teenager is to give them respect. Or more importantly, notice how you don't. Notice how you treat the kids still like they're a little kid and you talk down to them and attempt to control them. Once they become a teenager, once even they turn 11, the what I said so no longer works. They don't just accept our authority. They need a reason behind it, and they should. If we're just perpetuating boundaries and controlling them in a way that doesn't make sense, then they should be upset about that. And they now have the intelligence to counter us, as well as the sense of themselves to realize they don't have to just let go and do whatever we tell them. Along these lines, the third really important thing that you can do as a parent is to check your kid's rudeness. To be a parent is to be treated rudely by your kids. They're experimenting with their power and their voice. If we get caught too much in trying to prevent them from being rude at all, we'll end up in a struggle with them constantly. But if we just let it all go, then they learn that it's okay to treat adults and other people disrespectfully. The reality is that they can't stop themselves from rolling their eyes. They can't stop themselves from speaking in the way they do except if we bring a lot of fear and control, and that doesn't support them to learn how to inhabit themselves as a young adult. So yeah, point out, oh, you're being really impolite right now, and I'm willing to help you, but you gotta speak to me in a better tone, or I get that you can't control yourself rolling your eyes, but I just wanna point out that it's really hard when I'm trying to help you and you're rolling your eyes at me. By noticing these things that they do, they come to gain self-awareness and they come to learn to stop them, not from being shamed and told they shouldn't, but from realizing the impact they have on us and the people around them. So notice how you talk to your kid. Notice the tone. Notice the frustration. Notice the arbitrary boundaries. Notice how you're not treating them in a way that you would want to be treated. We think that kids should be controlled, but none of us like to be controlled, and they're even less capable of tolerating it than we are. We, with our more developed nervous systems, can handle our bosses to some extent when they speak down to us. 
but it's still really difficult. For kids, it's even harder because they're more reactive as a result of the brain rewiring that's happening during those years. They can't tolerate us speaking to them in rude, disrespectful terms, and therefore they get really upset, and this leads to all kinds of fights. If we can respect them as young adults and talk to them in this way, they'll feel respected and they'll respect back. This carries into the fifth thing that you can do, which is to set wise boundaries with your kids. Create the boundaries together. When they're younger, you just kind of dictate the boundaries and they have to deal. But as a teenager, if you incorporate them into the agreements about what they're allowed to do, then they'll inhabit those agreements and won't fight with them so much. It also gives you a really good thing to work out with your kid and your kid can learn how to negotiate with you. It's great how my daughter and I have a lot of conversations about when she's allowed to use her iPad and for what she's allowed to use it for. She's always wanting more and she's always having to negotiate with us in order to gain those things. We create the boundaries together and through these regular conversations we write them down in a way that she agrees with and we agree with. I can't tell you how much better this works than just coming in and dictating a, a boundary that they'll figure a way to get around if they don't like it. They've got the intelligence now to do loops around you and figure out how to break your boundaries if they don't actually agree with them. The fifth really important thing that we should do as parents is to remember how to have fun with our kids. If all the points of contact become about nagging them to put away their clothes, clean their room, and do their homework, they're not going to want to interact with us and they're going to get more and more rebellious and more and more irritable with us. It becomes a real fight. If, on the other hand, we find time to play with them and enjoy them, then there's a way in which they want to come to us and they won't just go off to their room to hide and be with their friends because they'll actually enjoy the connection. Of course, it gets harder and harder as they get older to find those points of contact, but find them in whatever way you can, whether or not it's watching a certain TV show together or dancing or going ice skating, whatever it is that your kids still really enjoy, make the effort to go and connect with them. They really need us as parents, and if we let go of them and allow them to go off and just have connections with their friends, they're gonna learn social skills from people that are similarly immature. More than anything, they need our connection and our good values and our love as they develop the ability to be an adult. The last thing I can't recommend enough is get support for yourself. Being a parent of a teenager is a crazy ride and we need somebody to support us through it. There's gonna be moments where we wanna kill our kid or throw him out the window. But if we have somebody to go to and vent about that and get all our anger out and our frustration, then we can come back to our kids with an open-hearted experience where we can love them more easily. If, on the other hand, we're just grinding it out on our own, we're far more likely to be nagging and upset with them and have the relationship fall apart. Ideally, this can be your partner, but sometimes it's better to have a friend, particularly if they have a teenager as well, and you can get together and vent about the whole difficult experience. I can't emphasize enough that our kids need us more than ever when they're teenagers. The idea that they're going off to be adults and we should just set back and give up is a really wrong idea. But it's really difficult to stay in there with all of their aggressive energy and all of their upset and to be able to still be destroyed by them and then come back and give them the love that they need. If we can continue to respond to their mood swings and then just return with our attention, then they'll come to trust us and be able to develop more easily into the adult that they're about to become. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Full Frontal Fatherhood. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this difficult subject. Please join the conversation below, and I'll see you next time for another episode. Take care.